Welcome to Let's Get Metaphysical, the show that stretches you beyond your five senses. When you are looking for your next step on the path into the unseen, we've got you covered. Join epic adventure seekers and level up your game with your host, reality magician, Allie Bierman. Greetings, epic adventure seekers. Welcome to your guide to demystifying your world. I'm Allie Bierman, and you are listening to Let's Get Metaphysical, connecting heart and mind. Today's guest is Cristalia Marie, who gives new meaning to the art of spiritual healing. But first, I have a question for you. Have you ever felt like life just happens to you? If that's you, I made a gift for you. Step in a new direction. In this quick read, you'll begin to discover your power and control every day in your life. The link to download your copy is in the show notes. Cristalia began her self-healing journey in her mid-20s, yet her real healing began in 2000, when after years of working on self-worth and self-love issues, she discovered an underlying belief that had kept her from loving herself Fully. In 2001, her faith and self-love were tested when she discovered a golf ball-sized lump in her breast. After doing all that she knew and trying many alternative healing methods, she was guided to create Christographs, symbols, colored drawings that during one brief session removed the lump. I wish I could show you these amazing works now. I will share some in our Facebook group and on the podcast webpage, and those links too are in the show notes. She subsequently developed various ailments such as bladder infection, yeast infection, hypothyroidism, deep vein thrombosis, cancer, and more. In each case, she immediately received symbols to heal the ailment. She now helps thousands of people worldwide find and heal the underlying cause that's kept them from healing themselves. I've known Cristalia for many years. Her symbols lie within reach, actually in my bedside night table, as well as under my mattress for my own sustained well-being. My signed copy of her book, Power Symbols, sits prominently on my bookshelf next to my desk. When I had a brain injury, she sent me specific symbols that went into my socks immediately following the surgery to protect me from developing blood clots that had nearly taken my life in a previous surgery. And now I feel so very grateful to introduce my friend and gifted healer, Chris Murray. Thank you, Allie. This is so much. I'm so excited to be here with you today and share with the audience. I'm overjoyed to have you and share you with everybody. Now that I told everyone about your extraordinary Christographs, would you please tell us what they are, how they come to you, and the details in creating one? Well, as you mentioned a bit ago, I had this lump in my breast, and I was living in Sedona. And I had learned to do cell retrieval in this whole healing process. I was a practitioner in that program. So I did all the things I knew how to do, and it wasn't working. And I then started seeking out alternative healers, and there's a plethora in Sedona. (laughs) And one day, this medical intuitive said to me, you need to draw those images floating in your aura. And I remember rolling my eyes and saying, yeah, right, whatever, and leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Well, spirit has such a sense of humor. The next day I'm in meditation and I downloaded 65 different 
symbols. And when I would ask what they're for, Spirit would say, we'll tell you later. Are they colored? Yes. What colors? We'll tell you that later. So here I am with 65 sketches, no idea what they're for. And then over the next couple of weeks, I got one that was called Love and Trust, which was all about trusting the process. So that was the first one I identified and actually created in color. And then six weeks, oh, five or six weeks in, I'd started to identify them. I had one called Angel of Self-Nurturing, and that one was for the breast. And I knew that because breast is all about nurturing. And then I got this thing that looked like a jellyfish. And I was told to give it to the medical intuitive that it would remove the poison from a from a uh, brown recluse spider bite she had that she'd been working on for a while and hadn't helped and nothing had helped. So I went into her and I said, here, spirit says to put this on your arm and it'll draw out the venom. She put it on her arm and she's like, oh my God, the venom is gone. And I'm like, how do you know that? She's like, I just know it's gone. So I went home and I'm in meditation and spirit says, you know, you could just use that symbol to remove the lump. 20-minute process, and basically the idea was the tentacles of the of the jellyfish-like image sucked the lump right out and into its sac. And as it did, the tentacles were healing all the tissue around it. Wow, so that was incredible. my first experience. And after that, I was paying attention. <laughs> Literally, that was in 2001 and two. I think it was actually early two by the time I actually got to the to that healing. And that's uh, been what 20 some years now. <laughs> close to 20 years, never come back. Wow. They're basically colored drawings that can be used sometimes through visualization and sometimes just as simple as holding them in your against the skin of your hand and absorbing the energy. It replaces the energy that's damaged or, I'm sorry, that's missing or damaged energy it'll actually repair. And that's what every medical intuitive has told me ever since I started drawing them, that that's what it's they're doing. So that totally makes sense to me because I study or have studied sacred geometry. Mm-hmm. So there are artists who do sacred geometry right. paintings and just all kinds of, I have those under my mattress too. Get it. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, really. Uh, seriously. It's amazing what something, you know, we, we all take art for granted and yet something like that actually does shift our energy all the time. We're just not aware of it. I just had a light bulb go off. I do subliminal paintings. When I create anything, I just do it. And then I step back and see what the universe had me create. So my subliminal paintings will be filled with lots of different scenes and messages that I did not intentionally put in there. Oh, wow. Very cool. It's almost like my way of getting symbols. And Mm -hmm. I like to put them, I like when people buy them, put them in their home or I give them as gifts because whether or not they know it's there, their subconscious mind is working with the messages. Oh yeah. And like I say, everything that comes into our, into our realm at all affects our energy. So we may not be aware of it affecting our energy, but it does affect our energy. Yeah. And I was thinking We were talking earlier about a very interesting episode you had with your friend's baby coming 10 weeks earlier. And could you, would you mind sharing that with everybody? Because I thought this is how the universe works in interesting ways. Oh, yeah, for sure. The universe does work in interesting ways. So (laughs) uh, basically what happened was I was traveling back from Colorado back to Sedona through New Mexico with a friend that. Had uh, was pregnant. She was ten. She was 
not going to have the baby for 10 weeks. And we were, I'd actually gone with her to her midwife. She was having the baby at home and all of this stuff. And she said she wasn't feeling well. So could we stop early? We stopped in Las Vegas, New Mexico. I always laugh at that one. <laughs> and uh, we're in the hotel and she's like, I'm still not feeling well. I think I'll take a warm bath. And I walked into the bathroom at one point and she's pressing her foot really hard against the the head of the end of the tub. So I decided I'm going to start tracking and seeing how, and they were three or four minutes apart at that point, her contractions were, and she was insisting that she wasn't having the baby anywhere, but at home. And I finally called the midwife and she's like, call an ambulance now. And I instead called the front desk, found out where the hospital was, threw a dress over, grabbed her by the arm and said, you're coming with me. And she's arguing with me the whole time. Like, no, I'm having the baby at home. And I'm like, well, the baby doesn't think so. Come with me. (laughs) (laughs) So baby was delivered within a half hour. And he was having problems breathing and he was having, they had some other challenges. And I ran out to my car and grabbed my book of symbols and said, can I please put some of these on this baby? And they're like, yeah, right. Whatever. (laughs) I'm in a hospital, right? They're like, okay. So I did. And I put ones on specifically for breathing first was the first ones I put on. And at this point, they were saying the furthest he could travel to get him to, and this is airlifted, was Albuquerque, which was very close. And she wanted to go all the way to Arizona and either Phoenix or Flagstaff. But she was adamant about this. And so I put those symbols on and pretty soon the doctor comes over and she says, I don't know what that stuff is you're using, but if you've got something for, I don't remember what the next thing was for his immune system or something, please put them on him right now. So I did. And like 10 minutes later, maybe 15 minutes later, she's like, "Um, he's well enough that we can transport him to Phoenix or to uh, Flagstaff. So which does she want? So I ended up being airlifted with the baby to Flagstaff. And he was in ICU or uh, whatever they call it for babies, the neonatal center for they expected him to be there like six weeks. And I think he was there for three, but he had symbols on him the entire time. So, you know, it was it wasn't his he wasn't supposed to wait. Okay, (laughs) that's what I kept telling his mother. But yeah, I mean, and and of course, the hospital didn't acknowledge anything beyond (laughs) that moment. But yeah, he's to this day, he's now 18, I think, (laughs) something like that. And he still uses my symbol sometimes. Oh, cool. So I'm thinking and imagining you must carry a deck of your symbols or your book or both with you all the time because you never know when you're going to want them. Uh, well, actually, I don't because I carry them all energetically in my body because I've drawn them. But if I really need something to tune in, I actually will print them and wear them on my body inside of my clothes and stuff. But I have over 500 of the images. I stopped counting at 500. So at this point, I couldn't possibly carry the memory. <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> I uh, even even have a COVID symbol that I put out for free on my website for everybody because I ask and spirit gave me something. So it's like, that's a humanitarian thing. So I gave that one away. <laughs> yeah. That one I do wear. <laughs> so for protection? Or- yeah, it actually, a lot of the symbols... The way they work is they're for keeping you from getting the ailment, or if you get it, it helps you heal faster, is what spirit tells me with each one. So some of them are not that way, but a lot of them are, and that one is. It's for protection as well as healing if you do have COVID. So 
the fact that you have downloaded more than 500 of them. And I went through a list of different ailments that the universe gifted to you <laughs> so that you'd be able to heal them. Right. So, and, and I know <laughs> one day I asked the universe, why do I get things that only one half of 1% of the population gets? And it was a pretty similar answer. So I could heal it and then share it right. to assist other people. Right. Yeah, my joke was, okay, after you did that list, and I, about the time I got the, I got deep vein thrombosis after I did some fly, I went across country, and I actually healed it. It was pretty funny. I, in my mind, could draw the symbol and do the work, and then later went and drew it by hand, because, of course, I'm in the hospital. Cause I wasn't going to the hospital, but there was a doctor and two nurses in the audience, and they're like, no, you can't not go to the hospital. I mean, my leg went mm. from nothing to ballooned in five minutes. Okay, And mm. uh, they diagnosed me with a deep vein thrombosis. But by the time they actually done the test, they couldn't find anything. And then, oh, and then they were like giving me pain pills and stuff and saying, oh, you can't go back on a plane until you have your go to a doctor and be tested, which I did do that part. But they also told me not to go out and walk around to keep my leg elevated. I went shopping the next day. <laughs> Gosh, I, I wish I had known about that when I, I had the blood clot went through my heart. It was the most painful thing I ever felt into my lung. It took three months to heal. Oh my. And that was with me speeding it up with my mind. Right. I didn't know what else to do. Well, and it's, per, you know, we're all get this information in the perfect and right timing, right? <laughs> if you were exactly. supposed to know, you would have. <laughs> That's right. That's what I have to keep reminding myself about. Um, you grew through many painful years of questioning your own value to the point where you call, call yourself a self-love enthusiast. Mm -hmm. So could you please describe steps, specific steps that people could take today? Because this one thing I also teach, because people just don't recognize their own self-esteem, their self-worth, their self-love. So how do you share with people how they get there. Well, I think one of the biggest keys, and I went through 13 years of talk therapy, okay? <laughs> Didn't help. Shifted things some, but it's really, for me, I like to teach people to get to the core underlying belief that's causing them to feel that way. So after the 13 years of talk therapy and my, many other years beyond that of doing just my own work and telling myself I love myself every day and all of that, I was in this class, in fact, the class I was mentioning earlier where I became a practitioner, and she asked us who felt they'd healed something, and I said I did, and she's like, what? And I said, self-love. <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, come on up front. We did a muscle checking. For those that don't know, you're basically putting your arm out and or pushing down and, and seeing if it's strong or weak. And I miserably failed, as I like to say. <laughs> and we did some further checking, and I had a core belief that God would punish me if I loved myself. So somewhere wow. as a child, I had taken that on probably from something that one of the nuns or priests said at the Catholic Church I belonged to. And it was, I don't want to say that they intended that, but that's my interpretation of what happened. Mm. OK, mm. and so I really learned then that if you get to the core and you can bridge forward from that core belief, you have a much better chance of changing the negative thinking and the negative belief, which is a big part of my work. And so for self-love and self-esteem, you want to get to what is that core that's really deep and you can do muscle checking to find that and then 
bridge forward from there. So for me, it was, I desire God's love when I love myself. That's where I started. I deserve God's love when I love myself. And you can change the word God if you have a problem with that word, but you get the general idea. And when you do that, you can shift things dramatically when you're willing to go to the core level. The other thing is be willing to really release the underlying emotional stuff, the anger, the fears, and then be able to, and this is probably the biggest key, be able to forgive your abusers and forgive yourself for the self-abuse. Because we really are self-abusing. If we're allowing abusers in, we are abusing ourselves. We're putting that energy out. And so that's the way I look at it. And I've actually written a book that needs to be published. It's called Stop the Abuse, Love Yourself. <laughs> and people can get that on Amazon. No, or... it needs to be published. I, I keep saying I got to get back to finishing it. It's all written and never got actually put out. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll be encouraging you to put it out because that's a really important Title. It's, a, it's actually my story of when I got beat up and stabbed by a fellow that I was dating. Definitely need to get that out there, my friend. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> so I have another question mm-hmm. pursuing that line, but first I want to take a quick sponsor break. Okay. So affirmations work 100% of the time. If yours do not produce your desired results, it's time to discover what others do not tell you about how and what to say. And the secret no one shares that leaves you thinking affirmations do not work for you. Head over to let's get metaphysical podcast.com slash affirmations for my special offer, Ali on goals and affirmations. And that link is in the show notes. So going back to what we were talking about with the self-love and all the aspects that even when people are stating affirmations or however they're doing it, the forgiving is really crucial. And one thing, one way into finding out what is that deep underlying stuff, how would you help people to trust, to know and to trust their own intuition? Well, I actually have a symbol for that, (laughs) but I also teach people about some of the other things to do. So if you don't trust your intuition, I actually have a few things even on my blog that talk about this. And I have a book on intuition as well, not on my website yet, because I I'm overwhelmed with the things I've got to publish up there. But the big key is learning to take the step and trust to the point that if it's the craziest idea, it's probably the one that you need to do. So I learned a little trick because I had a situation where this person was coming to me to do business with me. I had like two or three people contact me and say, don't do business with me. He's the worst person on the planet type of thing. But spirit kept guiding me to do business with him. So I actually have a little tool I created because I'm like, okay, how do you keep getting these messages, but you feel like spirit's guiding you to work with this guy? So what I do when I'm really on that edge is I say to God or spirit, so if such and such is supposed to happen, show me this by this date or have this person call me by this time, okay? And if not, if they don't call, I'll know that the answer is the opposite, So one day, (laughs) this particular story, I was going out for a walk and I hadn't seen any butterflies in weeks. So I said, "Okay, show me a butterfly if I'm supposed to work with him. And otherwise, don't show me a butterfly. 
Mm. So I find myself looking for butterflies, right? And I'm like, you can't do that, Crystal. You know, you, you know that's not, not going to work. And I kept seeing little white butterflies. I sat down on a park bench. And I went into meditation and I heard, open your eyes. And I had a monarch that was like inches in front of my nose, staring at me. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Someone might say, but, you know, because the business thing didn't work out. Okay. Someone might say, well, why do you think it was a good sign? I got so many valuable lessons from him. Nothing really bad. I learned a bunch of business concepts from him. The business fell apart. It didn't really work. But the things I learned from him, even though the business didn't work, were way beyond, as I call it, the price of admission. (laughs) So sometimes what we want to happen when we have these experiences too are not necessarily what is in our highest good but yet if we follow the intuitive guidance sometimes things happen that are not what we expected but they still if we look for the blessing we can find it i'm really glad that you shared that example because that's definitely what i've discovered in my own path we're always going to wind up where we're supposed to. We may not like how we got there, but as you just said, in the big picture, that's how everything worked in our interests. Right. Yeah, probably the biggest one for me was when I lost all my money. (laughs) Oh, I I was just going to ask you, because you had shared that with me uh, many years ago. Would you elaborate on that? Sure. So what happened was I called my broker to make my mortgage payment. He said, what money? I'm like, I'm just asking him to move it into the checking account. And he's like, what money? And I'm like, what do you mean what money? And apparently my last investment had tanked and I really didn't have anything left. And I already was in trouble financially and I knew it. And I was trying to get things turned around. And I basically, my joke was I donated my all of my retirement money. I had a, over a million dollars when I walked away from the corporate world to a con artist. Okay. But so there I was. I'm like, how do I make my mortgage payment? I don't, you know, and I've got like $150,000 in credit card debt and all this stuff. And so I heard that I should just put the house up for sale by owner and I should ask for $225,000. So I posted a small ad in the local newspaper, put a for sale by owner sign in front of the house. And my realtor that had sold me the house called me up and said, are you kidding? No one's going to pay that much for the house. I would only take the listing for 208. And I said, well, fine, but I'm not interested. Have a good day. <laughs> Click. Right. So it kept going like that. And I ended up a few weeks into it, got a job on the East Coast. I was in, in Prescott, Arizona at the time. And so I took the job, took the house off the market. That lasted long enough to keep me afloat for a couple months. And when I came back, I then put it back up for sale, but this time spirit was clear. Make it for sale with a realtor and start at I think it was 145 then. Now the real I'm sorry, 245. So the realtor really thought I was nuts at this point, right? <laughs> and maybe it was, I think it was actually 235 at that point. So they took the listing though. And then a few weeks into it, spirit said Okay, now raise it to 245. Now the realtor is looking at me like I'm a crazy lady. And yet things were happening that were so miraculous where money would just show up. Okay, and I was in a lawsuit toward the con artist. So I took my money out of that and said, oh, well, I'm not going to be part of the lawsuit. And so that helped me stay afloat. I ended up having a trip to Australia, Fraser Island, which is a beautiful island in Australia that was all paid for that year. 
I had a vacant piece of property in Michigan that I thought was worth maybe ten, fifteen thousand dollars. And I said, well, I'll sell it at least keep me afloat for another few weeks, months, whatever. And it ended up being seventy-eight thousand dollar cash sale. <laughs> wow. And then it kept going and then Hurricane Wilma hit in South Florida. And, oh, just a week or so before that, a week before Hurricane Wilma hit, I changed the price to 277 Now the realtor thought I was really out of my mind. I got an offer, a cash offer for 265 within a week. Hurricane Wilma happened within a few days of that. I had a claims adjuster license, and I immediately closed on the house, put everything in storage, and went to Florida and did claims adjusting, made $40,000 in six weeks there. And then I ended up with a job in Georgia working for Matt Basic. <laughs> it was all just listening to my intuition because everybody around me thought I had lost my mind as each of these things were happening. No one thought that I was going to make it. Everybody's like, oh, file for bankruptcy, you know? Nope. Self-love and everything that you developed and the trust for yourself really paid in very high dividends. It did. And and really, the trust is the biggest key. And that love and trust symbol was with me every minute of the day. <laughs> like I said, people thought I was crazy. I mean, you know, I'm like raising the price. And of course, I never really told like none of the realtors knew where I was financially and that I was wondering each month how I was going to pay the utility bills and the mortgage payment. I never missed a mortgage mm -hmm. payment. <laughs> Don't ask me how. <laughs> miracle after miracle. Well, faith. Yes, faith, yes. <laughs> and keep, keeping the faith in the universe always takes care of us in the way it sees yes. as best for us. Yes, in fact, the um, there's a, I think it's from the Bible, I'm not a big Bible person, but it's, there's a saying that faith is when you're standing at the edge of all the light you have known and about to step into darkness. Faith is knowing that there'll be something to stand on or you'll be taught how to fly. Oh, yes. During yes. that entire time, I had that posted in front on doors in my house. So I, every time I'd get scared at all, I'd see that and start reading it. And I had put it with the with the love and trust symbol on on the piece of paper too. Well, I'm going to print out those symbols. I actually have them, and I'm going to put that saying up with them because it just it doesn't hurt to have that, as you say, in my environment. Right. Because I'll just see it, even if it's subliminal. Mm -hmm. Yep, I still do that to this day. I have it in different places. I got one posted on my refrigerator and a couple other places in the house. <laughs> uh, and that uh, would you be willing to share that symbol or a couple symbols on our podcast website and in our podcast absolutely group? absolutely so you're free to put them up on the page the chakra opening one is the other one i recommend because when we get the energy flowing through our body and we have removed the blocks in our chakra system we're much more likely to do the healing that we really need to do and uh caution you will have things show up that you don't like and that's because you need to heal them so you have a choice then get rid of the symbol or start healing the the thing <laughs> but yeah the chakra opening gets that energy flowing and then the love and trust is the one we were just talking about so feel free to share those yes absolutely
That'd be great. That's such a beautiful gift. Thank you. Thank you. You're Thank you so welcome. much. <laughs> so, Crystalia, what are people looking for when they find you? Is there one, I don't know, element, issue, challenge that shows up more than others? Because I know that you have 500 plus students <laughs> and obviously have a lot of things. Yeah, I do. And most people reach out for me to me for such a variety. In fact, it's getting silly. I have now written over 40 books, most of which are not on my website anywhere because I haven't taken time to put them there because people reach out to me and ask me, do you have a symbol for this or that? And I end up creating the symbol for or a whole kit for that um, wow. all the way from digestive issues to tooth health issues and breast cancer and liver cancer and, you know, detoxing the liver, etc. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm about to publish one for depression because so many people have been going through so much with the current state of the world. And so uh, I'm about ready to publish that book as well. Well, I'm definitely going to share all of your links so people can find you. Definitely be in the Facebook group and on my site, because what could be easier than for somebody who doesn't believe in this stuff, you know, what's it going to hurt to get a symbol and use it? Right. Yeah, I have probably a favorite one people will sign up for is my energy tune up. And it's actually energytuneup.com. But it literally in 20 seconds can boost your energy. And there's a symbol in there called high energy. It's also a part of the book you have. Yeah. Um, and I've literally been in a boring meeting where I was dozing off, picked up the symbol, and <laughs> I'm back awake. <laughs> and other people have said that's helped them too. So, hey, you know, try it out. Like you said, it can't hurt anything. Yeah. You might get some good experience. Yeah, it surprises me how many of my cohorts they have to take naps in the afternoon. I'm thinking, I don't know <laughs> what goes on in your world. So they would be helpful for all those people. So I'll be sure they know about that. Too. Right, right. So as we're coming to the end of our, uh, our chat today, is there any single message that you really want to be sure to leave with everyone? Well, I think it's kind of twofold. The first is that it's really important to love yourself. It's why I'm called the self-love enthusiast. And I like to tell people before you stop listening to this call and, and it's ending here, make a commitment to yourself that you're going to do something good for yourself. Just one thing every day. Just make that commitment and stick to it because so often we put all of our needs behind everybody else's. So I would encourage everyone to do that. And the other is, you know, trust your guidance more. And if you need that, if you need, use the tool I suggested to learn how to tune into that guidance. So get what you think it is and ask for a sign and see what the sign is. And what you'll discover very quickly is you're on track way more often than you realize if you just pay attention. And the other, the other key to trusting is following through. Because if you if you get guidance and you ignore it all the time, then you're building the wrong way. So need to follow through. <laughs> so that's such a, a powerful message. Be sure that you do muscle testing so that you're getting accurate information. Yes, yes. And I do teach muscle checking in my books and all my materials as well. In fact, I had a famous chiropractor who does chiropractic work on the royal family. When I wrote my book and he saw it, he said, that's the best description of how to do muscle checking on yourself that I've ever seen anywhere. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, thank you so much. And all of you epic adventure seekers, there's a whole lot here for you to take action on right away. And there'll be more surprises to awaken what you don't know, you don't know next time. You've been listening to a talk on the wilder side. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Get Metaphysical. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and be sure to share it with your friends. Tune in every Monday for more exciting insights and wisdom on life beyond your five senses. Until next time, take a small step in a new direction. Start now.